0: Hello, folks. It's all plies and pot berets today at the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. We're dancing our way into this week's interview with University of Oklahoma dance professor Leslie Krause, who's going to be telling us about the upcoming Five Moons Festival, highlighting five groundbreaking Native American ballerinas from Oklahoma. But first, our question of the week. It is National Sandwich Month, if you're gluten observant. So we asked you, which local restaurant makes your favorite sandwich? First up, editor-in-chief Nathan Gunner. Uh,
1: the Reuben or the turkey Reuben at Ingrid's. Mm. Uh, I love a Reuben sandwich. I'm a sucker for a Reuben sandwich, and uh, sometimes you're like, I'm
2: gonna get the turkey because it's healthy,
1: and so you get the turkey, um, and it's not healthier, but it's delicious. It's so just either of the Reubens available on the Ingrid's menu. Long may they reign. All right,
0: imagine getting Carly Barra.
2: This was a very difficult question um, because my favorite sandwich place in the entire universe went out of business, and I will never get over it. R.I.P. Sandwich Club. Oh. <laughs> They were so, so good. Yeah, finding a replacement has been difficult, um, and I have not really been able to do it, but I will say Cafe 501 has pretty mm. good sandwiches. I think of hoagies they as do. a different thing, so I'm not counting, like, hobbies hoagies okay. and stuff like yeah. that. They don't they don't count as sandwiches to me for when, some reason because they're long.
3: I got a foot-long hoagie. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's yeah. a hoagie, not a sandwich. Right. So, Cafe 501. Or a
0: like grinder that. or a sub, depending on your region. Hoagies and grinders, hoagies yeah. and grinders. <laughs> navy beans, navy beans, meatloaf sandwich. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, Amen. <laughs> Megan Rossman. Uh, and sa- sandwich aficionado. Yes, sandwich <laughs> of, of everyone in this room, I love all of you, but of
1: you, of everyone in this room, I'm most excited to hear Megan's answer.
4: Oh, well, I think you all know what I'm gonna say. Still want to hear it. It's Jane's delicatessen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um,
4: and specifically the Sir William No. <laughs> well, Sir William No is up there, but I think it's the Chaz, which oh. let me describe it for you. It has turkey <laughs> spinach apple butter, garlic aioli, provolone and bacon on white bread but then you ask them to add pickled peaches to it. Uh-huh. Which or makes not. It, yeah, it's good that does sound pretty good. good. Well, those, no, pickle, those pickled peaches are a revelation. I really think if you go to Jane's you need to have pickled peaches on whatever sandwich you order Jane. and also you can get things like goulash and pierogies there and it's perfect. And they've just moved into a new space. They're no longer
1: in the Campbell Hotel but uh, back a little bit towards downtown on mm. 11th Street in Tulsa so Jane's Delicatessen and wonderful. Mm. Good. I knew that's what you're going to say and I was so excited. Oh yes. Right, yeah. Oh yes. I love them. <sighs> Research editor Ben Lucian, how about you? Does
3: the steam bun count as a sandwich? I, believe I think yes.
1: if, I think I think this answer is personal to you. Is it more is it more of a taco? <laughs> <laughs> it's between you and your god.
2: <laughs> what do you want to classify it as? Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Well, uh, for the purposes, purposes of <laughs> this <hopefully laughs> a sandwich or else I'm going to have to come up with something else. Yeah. Uh, at least once a month here at the office, uh, I walked down to uh, Café de la Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get a ste- uh, couple of steamed buns. Awesome. Oh, uh, the pork belly steam bun, highly recommended. I was on their menu today on their website. And they have now a bulgogi patty melt. Uh,
2: ooh, that sounds
1: Interesting. good. Yes. Uh,
3: Greg and I both experienced their uh, summer special right now, which is a uh, tempura fried uh, fish and chips. Oh, yeah. oh
0: that's yeah, that does tempura sound good. Tempura with, uh, cod with a wasabi... Uh, Tartar sauce for dipping, so
2: oh, good! Wow! Good. Yes, so people, awesome. please go to this place so it doesn't go out of business. Yes. Why don't they put
4: wasabi more? and tartar sauce more?
3: Uh, that's that's a what. Great question. That's exactly yeah. what
0: Greg and I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it should. It should be turbo. there. Yeah. Cafe de la Z, downtown OKC. Also, those togarashi fries are. Yeah. I mean, uh, I also got, the other day I was there and I got a barbecue rib banh mi. And it was everything that a McRib sandwich has never been. It was so good. (laughs) Um, Just perfect.
1: Yeah, I wanted to say Saigon Baguette R.I.P. Oh, um, the best $2. There's
2: so many good sandwich places that have closed. I
0: know. Scotty's Deli. Scotty's Deli R.I.P. What is what's your uh, favorite sandwich Greg? Well, uh, mine I am diametrically opposed to Carly in many ways, but mostly on this hoagies oh, aren't sandwiches. Your bodies they are both
1: re- 80% water. What more do you need to have in common?
0: <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> same argument. You're, you and your brother are genetically basically the same person. How why can't you get along? That's um, why actually. <laughs> uh unless we are getting into the are hamburger sandwiches debate, let's, which is let's stay which is where I draw up yeah. the line. It's not uh, it's not supposed to be a political podcast. Uh, my answer is Hobbies Hoagies. I grew up uh, eating at the Hobbies Hoagies in Edmond. I now work a couple of blocks away and walk over to the Hobbies Hoagies in Oklahoma City very frequently. Best uh, The Special Italian, super good. The Cheese Steak's really good. And they both have the finest condiment that has ever been slathered between a sandwich roll, which is cherry pepper relish, and it makes mm-hmm. everything better. Yeah. Uh, also, they make their own Pasta salad and I love pasta salad. I do Wonderful, too. yeah. Uh, I've had a lot. There's been plenty of bad pasta salad in my life, but never from Hobby soggy So good. good oh, and know. they also have tasty cakes. Ben has something to add.
3: I was watching the uh, the, the one of the little league games on ESPN, yeah. and they always list these facts. And uh, it'll be, like, favorite baseball player, favorite TV show, favorite food. There's one kid um, curiously listed pasta salad as, as his favorite food. These children I, uh, know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I guess I should be proud of the child. I, yeah,
4: I think you should. Mayonnaise-based salads and casseroles are some of the underrated foods of this world. <laughs> <Sure. scene. laughs> yeah. I
0: generally don't think of pasta salad as being mayonnaise-based so much as, like, an oil and vinegar-based. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah no, see, I'm just like, yeah. I want mine... You want it as long, slathered
0: in, as as in, it in the French huge mother sauce,
4: whole yes. black olives in it.
1: Oh
0: mm. yes. Yeah. For
4: it. I mean, I'll take it without mayonnaise, but it's usually mayonnaise based if you're in Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I like I like big chunks of olives and big chunks chunks of pimento. Um, mm. And and cucumber. I, I was, like cucumber. I that. was reading the social media responses to
1: this in preparation, and um, Carly was right. There are a lot of former sandwich places that are missed. <laughs> I heard a, an outcry of grief in some of these comments. Yeah, I heard uh, the voice of my people crying out.
0: I, I, I heard, I heard a million voices c- cry out and then suddenly be silenced. Uh, as if Alderaan oh. had just blown up, uh, when we were talking about someplace else. Uh, so many people oh. very upset about the, the very loss of someplace sad. else. And I don't, I don't disagree with them. Those I just love someplace incredible. else. I like, their. are I never got
2: to eat there. That's was really, really? good. What? for me.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, we we did have a ton of responses. Uh, Rochelle Izzard said Johnny's uh, has a Thanksgiving sandwich, which oh. is uh, turkey oh. and cranberry. Oh, a- oh well, uh,
1: that is a wonderful thing by the way. Like the yes. day after Thanksgiving, yeah. you slap some leftover turkey and some leftover cranberry and I'm, that's dressing. good. I will
0: dressing. put dressing and green bean casserole in a sandwich a and idea. just go for it. Good idea.
1: Oh, uh, if anybody has mm. uh, makes Mormon funeral potatoes, <laughs> seriously, really you- good. Look up the recipe. It's amazing. It's going to become your new thing. Are you talking thing? about hash brown casserole? Yes, but like there's one that's specifically called Mormon funeral potatoes, and it doesn't use hash
0: brown. Anyway, so it I mean, it I mean, is it's a great good on a sandwich. It is, it is one of our
4: great casseroles. It is one of our great. We
0: had tons of folks uh, talking about Neptunes uh, here yeah. in Oklahoma yeah. City on class, yeah. and some of the softest bread. Like, very, yeah, like if very you nice. if you've ever wanted a sandwich, and then halfway through you were like, I should take a nap. Neptunes, because <laughs> you that is definitely pillow bread. Roger uh, Murrow said the Midway Deli, uh, Deli in Norman, uh, mm-hmm. another favorite. Yeah. I'm also a big fan of the Penny Hill Deli in yeah. Norman. They
2: have that cherry pepper yeah. relish too. Yes. You don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Penny Hill does uh, really great wings too, mm-hmm. not sandwich, obviously. Uh, let's see. Erin Moore Thornton uh, said Heavenly Delights in McAllister, and mm. she gets the jalapeno trio. Also in McAllister's mm-hmm. Lucy's Lucy's too has some truly oh, yeah, amazing sandwiches, sandwiches yeah. and soup. Alina yep. uh, Wade Collinson uh, said it's not on their every menu, but the Cubano at Fat Tabs in Idabel. If I trust
1: anybody in Oklahoma to do a Cuban sandwich, it'd be Tab Singleton. Yes, I bet absolutely. that thing is great.
0: Uh, Leah Smith Esker said Tino's. Uh, Italian sandwiches in Norman, which is another really Gonna great place. If you, uh, it's, I want to say it's Haven't right by uh, Sweet basil tie. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Down yeah, there. Give it a try. Uh, you know what else
1: is good? It's not Oklahoma-owned, but what else is really good down there is um, Bison sandwiches Oh, yes. Great sandwiches at Bison Um Shane Bevel,
0: our, hey, our good friend, up, our eye in the sky, Shane Bevel, uh, <laughs> said the Sinclair Station on 412 in Enola, Oklahoma has the best egg salad sandwich in the state. Prove me wrong. Huh. Uh, Interesting.
1: I'm going to have to go there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Betsy Ennis uh, said the shack in Henrietta, they have a chicken salad on croissant uh, that is their special every Monday. uh, Stacy Baxter said steak stuffers in Tulsa uh, for their Philly steak sub. Uh, I, we had, I, these are a, a bunch that I've never heard of, so I'm really excited. Uh, Kirby's Cafe uh, chicken salad in mm. Uh Cedars in Hera has a BLT with homemade chips. Uh, Anna Edding said the Red Rock Bakery in Deli in Stillwater. That place is amazing. I think uh, it
2: closed, though. Did it? Yeah.
0: Aww. Um, Mike Baker said the smoked chicken salad sandwich at Mr. C's in Chandler. The <laughs> Uh, Murphy's Steakhouse uh, oh, which uh, again though the question That's is a burger, is a hot hamburger? <laughs> it's a
1: good one. It's a good um, hot hamburger.
0: Jeremy Christner uh, said Zarate's and Edmund who also has a great Cubano. Uh, Val Manriquez said George's Happy Hog also a really great place really for, uh, for collard greens. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Uh, let's see. Joanne uh, Borden Hintergart said the Rustle, Rusty Barrel in Ponca City uh, has a wonderful steak sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Keith Francis Uh, pointed out the picanha sandwich from Dr. Custom at the Mother Road Market in Tulsa. Uh, So uh, definitely another if you haven't had Dr. Custom. Mother Road Market is full of delights. It is. It is. Uh, In fact the Chicken and the Wolf is there too. Yes, And they got uh, a mention from Jason Wallace uh, who said (laughs) the Chicken and the Wolf uh, has a sandwich that Quote, Turns my tongue pleasantly on fire. Uh, Sounds great. <laughs> oh, and I'm here for it. Uh, an artist, J. Dylan Cavan, hey. uh, featured in our next issue, uh, yes. uh, mentioned the macaroni pony from The Mule. That thing uh, is oh, really the right. mule.
1: That thing, I that know, sandwich cool. is delicious, but like when it comes, it's so imposing and intimidating that you kind of, I feel, <laughs> I, I always cry. You also a can't bit eat it. Like
2: eat. it's, it's, hard it's to eat. a liquid sandwich. It's delicious. Sandwich. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> I can't wait it's for soup sandwich. and sandwiches to I be uh, soup
0: and sandwich season. Mm-hmm. SSS.
4: That's <laughs> where my soul lives. Grilled
2: Same. cheese and tomato soup mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the yeah. best
4: mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. ever. Chili. Agree. Borscht. Agree. Borscht is cold though.
2: What? <laughs> is it borscht she, cold? She, she no, left her
4: body for a minute. I mean, it probably could be, but Gazpacho not the cold. way I eat it. Yeah. I thought
2: borscht was cold too. Some
4: some lazy people don't heat it up. <laughs> That's okay. my theory. All right. Yeah, Russians.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: there's a whole thing about cold soups. We need to do at some point yes. in this magazine because there's some good, there's some cold soups out there that will change <sighs> that, your that chilled life. cucumber chilled cucumber and avocado soup at the Metro Wine Bar. Uh, I still need it's, to try that. And the peach soup at
4: Piatto. Yes, that's
0: yeah. Where that's my is next thing. Piatto? It's sixty uh, third in May. Oh, um, it's uh, used to be the meat market refectory mm-hmm. years and years ago. It's like I'm across all about the peaches. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yay. Yay for sandwiches. Well, well, let us now talk to uh, Leslie Krause from the University of Oklahoma about the Five Moons Festival, which is going to be taking place in both Norman and Oklahoma City this year. And now we are extremely happy to uh, bring you a conversation with Leslie Krause from uh, the University of Oklahoma Dance School. Uh, And and we wanted to talk about uh, a, a story we had in our most recent issue uh the about the five moons festival uh at uh, ou leslie welcome to the podcast
5: thank you so much greg thanks for uh, inviting me in
0: absolutely so um for people who uh haven't read the issue which i've I've got to assume is three or maybe four people in the state um (laughs) what what, uh tell us a little bit about the five moons
5: yes so if you are listening and you've never heard of the five moons ballerinas um, the Five Moons are five world-famous indigenous women from Oklahoma who rose to the very top level of ballet in the world and held many different positions in the ballet world, but are five of the most famous ballerinas.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you you say that they reached the pinnacle. Um, they, we're talking international ballet, like yeah. these were these were I mean they they were celebrities. They were famous. They, these were these were some of the best ballerinas in the world.
5: Yes, very much so. Um so you're talking about the company of Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo, you're talking about New York City Ballet, American um American Ballet Theater, uh Paris Opera Ballet, um just really some of the most famous or the most famous yeah. ballet organizations and not only were they dancers in them they were also in uh positions of uh directors or management or creators of these things and then just to tie it back to oklahoma because i know i'm speaking with oklahoma today yeah. <laughs> two um two of the five um also started tulsa ballet and oklahoma city ballet yeah
0: yeah um so uh the the festival this started last year um um tell us about kind of the impetus what was it that that got this started
5: yes so um i think in i'm i'm new to oklahoma as in this is my first four to five years uh living in the state and um so i was learning about how the University of Oklahoma's School of Dance came to be, and that was started by one of the five, Yvonne Chouteau, and her husband Mikhail Terkoff. Um, and I started to just, you know, gently learn about these five women and their legacy but my director, Michael Bearden was also at a similar time learning about them. And he's been at the university, I think one year longer than I have. And as he was learning about them and their legacies and their incredible reach across the world, um, he thought it would be a good idea to try to shape a festival around, around the fives legacies. And so we did a lot of talking about that and I was just involved in some of those first conversations as well as a committee
0: so one thing that um, the 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 inaugural festival was last year um, and and from what I understand you guys are are uh, focusing on on one of the moons each year um so tell us a little bit about uh, uh, miss Larkin uh, who is the uh, who's the focus of this year's event?
5: Yes. So I think it's also interesting to know how we came to um, Mrs. Larkin next. Um, the first year that we started, we concentrated on two of the moons, the two of the moons that are sisters. Um, uh, the uh Chiefs, Tall Chief. right? Yes, the Tall Chiefs yeah. sisters, exactly. And we had a contact already at the university with Russ Tall Chief, who um, is a nephew of theirs. And he has done a lot with the school of dance, but, um, I had personally met him because he was, um, generous enough to lecture and do a performance for one of my classes and to bring in some native dance. And I didn't know at the time when we did that, that we would then collaborate on the five Moon dance festival, but it was really wonderful to, um, to start there and then, and then work, you know, towards this, you know, the first concert that we did last year. Yeah. Um, so, we had that connection with Russ already. And so um, Michael Bearden and I, the director, we were just concerned about, you know, how do we you know, how do we go further? Um, because it's it's a deep collaboration with um, the the tribal nations that the moons were um, connected to and involved in and their family. And, and, and it's a lot of people that need to be consulted and spoken with and um, just a lot of communication in general and so we were wondering what the next moon would be and then literally right after the live concert chief harper from the peoria tribe came up to us and was in the audience and said this was amazing can we collaborate when you do muslin and we were like we'll do muslin next (laughs) yeah exactly that's (laughs) good i mean that's
0: just falling into your lap and i would imagine that part of, you, you talked about all the people to collaborate with, uh, including the tribal nations. But, um, you know, we're, you're, you're talking about um, in some ways the, these historic figures um, who, who had traveled the world, who worked uh, and, and were incredibly influential. And, and now there's a bit of kind of forensics I think that that is happening because you guys are gathering up the, the archival footage and you're gathering up the mementos and the stories and things like that and bringing them, um, you know, w- which I think has got to be so fascinating. And really, uh, I, I would imagine there are probably quite a few Oklahomans who don't realize the impact that 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 these five women from the state had on the world of ballet, which is not necessarily something that a lot of people consider a very Oklahoman dance form, I guess.
5: Well, yes, I mean, you're completely right. But I would even argue after. I guess after having this experience, um, I would say that Oklahoma's um, pretty big on the stage of ballet <laughs> in terms of what these women did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know not only as um indigenous women but as americans like 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 they 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 were really uh becoming very powerful and famous i'm sorry i'm in new york that's that's why i hear all this Um, they were becoming very um famous and respected dance artists all over the world Um, and yeah i mean their legacies are just they're astounding they're astounding women.
0: Well, and, um, you know, one of the things that I really loved, uh, both about the story and then I was I was looking at what's going to be at this year's festival. um, There is there are lectures, there's history, but there's also um, you guys aren't aren't focused solely on the past this is very much looking toward the future and, and there are performances uh uh at, there's a showcase um yeah. and um and i believe uh one of the things that was in the story that i that really got to me i think was the idea that that maybe the sixth moon is there is is in oklahoma is waiting um to be discovered and and that you guys are uh are are creating these opportunities and this forum uh for people to connect with ballet uh and, and maybe and maybe you know uh, uh excel at it and maybe maybe you know bring that uh, bring the ballet focus back to oklahoma
5: yes um in the first year last year we um like i said we were focusing on the tall chief sisters and i had the great pleasure of um meeting jenna smith la Um, who is one of the uh, directors and choreographers of the Osage Ballet. And on that stage was um, her work with Zhaji. And uh, absolutely, I mean, on that stage were young Indigenous children Mm -hmm. who were learning ballet from her. And I would think she's a direct avenue to um, what I hope is a creation of the Sixth Moon. Absolutely.
0: And, you know, I think that, um, and and maybe I'm incorrect because I'm not involved in the dance world the way certainly that you are. Um, I, to me anyway, ballet, um, is this very kind of heightened art form. Um, and one that I, that maybe feels a little out of reach, to some people. And so one of the things that I have loved so much about working at this magazine and, and learning so much more about Oklahoma's history is, is when you find that there was someone who has come from similar, uh, backgrounds, similar, uh, had, had the same start as you and reached these amazing Heights. It suddenly like opens up the door to the possibility that, Hey, maybe I could do this too. And, and that, I think the five moons festival, um, to me represents that, that door opening for, for a lot of people who maybe were interested in it. Maybe they have, maybe they're, they're doing dance in some other form. And, and this is kind of saying, look, this, this trail has been blazed. Uh, you know, there, there, there are ways to do this. And obviously these five women were amazingly talented innovators, but that doesn't mean that there aren't still more Oklahomans who can, who can follow that path and, 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 you know, reach similar Heights.
5: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, um, in Oklahoma at OU, there is an incredible dance program, Yes, and the reason I have a job is because mm-hmm. Yvonne Chutel started that dance program. Yeah. So again, this um, the powerful legacy of these five is very far-reaching and very uh, relevant to today's dance world, and particularly in Oklahoma. Um, to bring it back to Maslin, you know, the, the Tulsa Ballet is a very thriving ballet in um, Oklahoma and in the country. Uh, and one of the greatest honors this year has been, um, working directly with, um, Mrs. Larkin's son, Roman Jasinski, who he himself is a ballet dancer and danced for the American Ballet Theater, which is a massive ballet company. (laughs) Um, so, uh, speaking with him and, and, and learning about his parents and particularly his mother, um, has been such such a great honor and 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 uh you know makes 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 her life the legacy the power of her work land in such an intimate way to speak directly with her only child um and i just feel very privileged and uh lucky to be able to have these conversations with somebody like him about oh. someone like her
0: yeah absolutely I, that that kind of connection is so uplifting, isn't it? I mean, when you have that through line to someone who, who has, who's inspired you, who has, who, who, you know, who you recognize and, and getting to pick the brain of someone who has, who's worked with them, who, who lived with them, who knew them, um, that, I don't I don't love to use the word blessing for that sort of thing a lot, but I, I truly believe though that's the sort of where you just feel like, wow, is you know, what is this light shining down on me? How do I get to do these things? You know, it's
5: uh... right. Well, by the, you know, being able to be uplifted by those before you and these five are definitely in that category. I also want to talk about just the amazing um, connections that I've had with working with um, the tribal nations that are involved in collaborating with us to make this festival a reality. No. Um, like I said, the first year was Rust Hall chief and the Osage nation. And this year, um, after chief Harper from the Peoria tribe came up to us and said, we want to be involved. And we had the hugest relief and excitement that <laughs> happens and occur. Um, I've been in so many, wonderful and long and intense and like just incredibly satisfying conversations with a woman named Sharla Echo And she's the um, director of the cultural preservation of the Peoria tribe. And without her and her um, incredible information, her incredible collaborative energy, um, It's impossible to put on a festival like this, you know, like my my job and Michael Bearden's job is, um, you know, we're dance people. And so we can definitely put on the dance. We know how to do the show. We know how to organize things. But without Charlotte Echo Hawk. the indigenous perspective, the native perspective, all of that knowledge, all of that history, all of that um, connection and relationship that she is bringing to this festival, um, that is the heart of the festival and and it would be impossible to do so without her collaboration and her belief and and how much trust she has given us in this way is, um, I take it very much to my heart.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, uh, listeners, the, uh, the second annual five moons festival is September 9th and ten. Oh no. 10th and 11th. I'm sorry. Uh, at, uh, at OU, um, you, yeah, it'll be the ninth, 10th
5: and
0: 11th. Okay. It's three. I had it. I had it all right. Just not all together. Uh, which is, Fine. um, also my parenting style. Uh, <laughs> But um, uh, you should absolutely head to dance.ou.edu. Uh, there is an entire page dedicated to the Five Moon Festival there, which will give you all the information you need about what's happening when, uh, what you're going to be able to see and take part in. Um, and uh, it really, this is this is a such an amazing Oklahoma story. Uh, it's five amazing Oklahoma stories. And, you know, um, please, if you, if you can, if please take the time to, uh, to head over to the festival, if you can get there, if not, at least read up on these women, uh, and, and learn a little bit more about, um, about this, crazy impact that, that they had on, on the entire world of dance. I mean, it's just, there's,
5: you know, and also just to give a little context, just to the events, um, the ninth is an opening reception. Um, and, and that is something that I don't think you can buy tickets for, but it's sort of a celebration for everyone who was, um, directly involved in making this festival. But on the 10th, on Saturday, I think the hours are from 10 to three, we are working with First Americans Museum um, and that will be at the First Americans Museum. And what I believe the name is now going to be the Five Moons Theater. So that was a really beautiful uh, thing that occurred this year timing wise. Um, and the we call it the symposium. And this year it will be Lots of talks, um, pretty much sort of organized because she's such a good conversationalist by Charlotte Echohawk, who I've been working with. And we have this amazing lineup of people that will be able to speak to Marceline's legacy, her family, the close people around her, and then also the Peoria culture all of these things that will give context to her life and the five moons, it's impossible to talk about one and not hear about the other. Absolutely, yeah. So that's really a beautiful day from 10 to three. It's not, you know, constantly 10 to three, there are breaks (laughs) and such, but um, it's really, really, really an amazing um, setup and lineup and that will be at FAM. And then on Sunday, uh, the matinee performance is at 3 p.m and there will be a show at the University of Oklahoma. And so that's actually on campus. Last year we had everything on campus, but this year we are so delighted and thank you fam (laughs) for um, collaborating with us and bringing our festival into your space because one of the things that we want is to broaden the festival to not just be at the OU home, And then to think about also uh, the the concert. So again, an honoring Marceline Larkin and her incredible life. uh, Tulsa Ballet will be performing because that's the company that she began. Um, She danced with the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo, and we'll have some performances that will be sort of uh, hopefully directed to some of her roles that she did.
4: Yeah, Um,
5: uh, the OU students will be performing. Oklahoma City Ballet will be performing. Um, The Peoria Children's Choir will be performing. Um, There will also be um, Eastern... Let me make sure I get this correct. Give me one moment. I don't want to read it and not know exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I Um, I understand. So make sure I don't leave anything out. Um, The Eastern Shawnee Stomp Dancers. I mentioned the Peoria Children's Choir um and we will have the other thing that i didn't quite mention yet you you mentioned it for me and then i went off track um yes the history and legacy of the five is um half of the goal and the other half is to become a platform and a avenue for new dance makers to be supported in showing their work um so uh the idea is that We are um, providing a platform for choreographers from historically underrepresented populations to present their work. And um, and ideally, as we learn more and understand more and communicate with more people, we would like that to be as as many Indigenous choreographers as we can find to communicate with who want to work with the festival. Um, This year, we're very excited that that will be Maggie Boyette, who actually happens to be an OU alum, and Maggie will be sharing her work um, at FAM and then also at the concert. So we're super, super excited. Maggie Boyette has been another collaborator that I just want to plug. She's been very integral um, to the process. And then we will also be um, showing the work of Sidra Bell, who is a very... um, well-known current dance maker that's been showing work all over the country and the world, and also another amazing choreographer, Robin Mineko-Williams. So if you know those names here in the dance world that they might excite you that they're working yeah. on the stage.
0: Well, I, you know, I don't know, even uh, frankly, people who are not in that dance world should really be just as excited because this, this is really pulling together so much of what makes Oklahoma great. I mean, and it's, it's part of the reason, this is why we put out a magazine, you know, uh, it, it's, it's the collaboration of the tribes. It's the, it's the, it's the individual people. It's the, it's the state, it's the educators, it's everybody is coming together and creating something, uh, I think that's gonna leave an indelible mark uh, on Oklahoma. Um, So again, that is, it's dance.ou.edu. You're gonna find all the information, you can get tickets uh, there. Uh, I think it's $25, uh, $10 if you're a student. Uh, um, Granted, I I think I've heard becoming a student does require money as well. So, uh, (laughs) but um, folks uh, really, give this one a look. I think you're going to love it. And, uh, Leslie, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Um, and, and I would love if possible, maybe to have you back again next year, uh, before the yes, third festival, uh, I, I this is just, just such a cool thing for the state. And,
5: um, yes, we hope it goes on much longer. A question that we get often is what are you going to do after you've gone through the five? Yeah. Um, and, uh, that is something that our committee and sort of our community keeps discussing because we really want it to last far past us. Sure. And, um, that's where that push for the new platform for the new makers, for the new indigenous artists, um, what, what can this turn into? And just to continue this energy and vibrancy that these five had, it's just taking all that momentum and keep plugging it into the dance world so it's it'll go far past four to five years um so yeah i'm happy to come back every year that i'm involved if it helps grow the audience of the five minutes yes
0: well i i I, my hope is that this is going to be something that really takes on a life of its own you know um and and um obviously these women need to be celebrated they need to be known um but I also, um, you know, speaking as someone who never met them, uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if one of the things that they would like best to come out of this is more and more people enjoying taking part um, and and supporting ballet, you know, uh, well, well Absolutely. past them.
5: And and also just dance. I mean, I think it's important. People are always surprised to learn that, I, you know, me, I am not a ballet dancer. I'm very far from a ballet dancer, um, but I'm still very passionate about the history and and these women. And so it's um, it's a pretty inclusive. You don't have to be a ballet uh, person at all. Yeah. To be involved in this and enjoy it. It's 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 fine if it's your first time. Really delving into ballet. It was sort of one of mine. So it's totally okay.
0: (laughs) okay. Well, uh, so uh, September 9th, 10th, and 11th. 10th and 11th are the days that that the audience is going to be able to to take part. Uh, uh, And once again, thank you so much, Leslie.
5: Okay, thank you so much, Greg.
0: All right, it is now time to once again plumb the depths of travelok.com's counters for our weekly pod vents. And first up this week is Ben. You can't help but feel sorry for
3: Taylor Swift and Kylie Jenner. Both have caught heat recently for so called reckless use of private planes, burning what I'm sure is an entire barrel of jet fuel to travel puzzlingly puzzlingly short distances, often within the same city. But what is the alternative? Want them to walk to Walgreens? Thankfully, I think I have a solution. Buy planes. These propeller-bound, dual wing sky kayaks are much better for the environment and, frankly, a lot cuter, too. Taylor and Kylie, if you're listening, yeah. I recommend a trip to Collinsville's <laughs> Airmen Acres Airport this Saturday for their we- Wings, Wheels, and Wishes event, which will be a fantastic introduction to the vintage aircraft. Watching them fly in is a spectacle to behold, and you get an up-close and personal view at a few prospective models uh, that they can add to their fleets. In fact, I highly recommend even the non-rich and famous attend, as the free event will also feature a car show, food vendors, ice-cold root beer, and snow cones, Mm -hmm. and a tour through a clubhouse repurposed from a full-size tour school bus. While admission is free, entrance into the car show costs $25, and uh, proceeds benefit Make-A-Wish Oklahoma. Uh, There are so many good reasons to attend this event that I might fly as far as several towns over (laughs) to take it all in. But not you, Taylor. I think it'd be wise if you caught a ride. For more information on Wings, Wheels, and Wishes, call 918-510-3423 or visit facebook.com slash... Wings, dot wheels, dot wishes.
4: All right. Wow. If I were a celebrity, I would have a blimp. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the Led Zeppelin Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. Well, what? Wh- why is Megan late to work? Uh, her Zeppelin ran, <laughs> ran out of hydrogen. I flew into the Devon Tower.
3: <laughs> I think you'd just instantly be like a
4: supervillain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't come to work Somebody, anymore, yeah. you guys. <laughs> So, if I had a blimp.
1: I think Megan if you owned a blimp, I, I love you to bits, but I don't think it would be very long before someone was like, "Oh, the humanity."
0: I also, Ben, I'm just going to toss this out. But that's true for me too, so. I I feel like saying that that Megan getting a blimp would make her I think getting a blimp is the last step. Yeah. On Megan's long road to becoming a supervillain, like she's you, like, it's not the last step. Well, I was gonna. I think <laughs> she's one
1: blimp and one white cat away from being a supervillain. <sighs> no, there. I'm. You guys will see with time. <laughs> oh, I believe that scary. we will. This is getting not. No. Yeah, I'm not feeling better about life. <laughs>
0: All right, Nate, what's your? Event this I reason? don't even know.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, this is a good one for me. Uh, so I think it's probably a good thing that when I was six years old, I had literally no idea that Oklahoma was a dinosaur one. Wonder- Um, I would have been constantly bothering my my parents for road trips all over the state. But I thought you had to be in Colorado or Montana to to encounter anything dinosaur-related. I just didn't know. I didn't know. Um, But there are so many cool dinosaur things about Oklahoma, like the fact that the largest fossilized skull ever discovered is in a museum in Norman. It once belonged to a Pentaceratops who is like Triceratops' cousin who works out on a weight bench in his driveway. (laughs) Or there's all the dinosaur finds at Black Mesa, including fossilized footprints that you can just go see and walk up to and a picture of. Uh, and if you don't even get me started on all the finds at the prison in Atoka, which you'll read about in our next issue in my in a story that I wrote, uh, if I'd known how many dinosaur bones were going to be found under that prison, I would have embarked on a life of low-level minimum security <laughs> crime at age six and been sleeping in my prison cell by 14, just feet away from where Deinonychus and Tenonosaurus were found locked in an epic Jurassic struggle. So luckily, your kids do not need to turn to a life of crime. Uh, they don't have to jack car radios to learn about dinosaurs because you can take them to Enid for Jurassic Quest this Friday through Sunday, August 19th 19th through 21st. This animatronic fantasia brings to life all the huge creatures of the Mesozoic era of millions of years ago. Each animal was created in collaboration with paleontologists and is anatomically correct down to the final feather. These dinos aren't cloned from ancient DNA found in amber, but they will walk around, roar, and dazzle attendees. Some will even interact with audience members, and I'm told that the baby dinosaurs are especially fun to interact with. Kids can even ride on the back of a T-Rex or a Carnotaurus if they are so moved, all without leaving the air conditioned glory of the stride bank center for more information or tickets call 580-616-7380 or visit stridebankcenter.com
0: all right i uh, i asked my kids if they wanted to go to that and one of them said yes which is uh which is what it's like when you have two kids they will always decide that only one of them wants to go do the expensive thing that's three hours away yes (sighs) Uh, so they get nothing Uh, Carly what's your event
2: (laughs) Um, do you guys remember your first baseball game when you were just so stoked to sit for hours eating popcorn and taking everything in with your dad or whoever took you to the game with all the talk of championships conferences and money 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 these days sometimes it can be hard to remember that wondrous feeling live sporting events can provide Ball buffs can, however, recapture a little of that magic during the FC Tulsa versus Indy 11 match on August 20th at One Oak Field in Tulsa. This isn't a game that really determines anything important, but it's soccer, so there will be plenty of drama, action, and feats of athleticism. Not to mention the infectious enthusiasm of some of the world's best sports fans. And tickets are just $12. A pittance, really, for a chance to annoy people with a (laughs) boobazela. Visit fctulsa.com to buy tickets. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it does.
0: Not nearly enough vuvuzelas. Not, not to suit me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Megan, what's your uh, event? Did I give you Suzu Zela Fest? No, no, I don't I know what that is. <laughs>
4: Well, true crime is an increasingly popular pastime among more than just criminals. Murders and more have spawned a media genre that has skyrocketed in the last few years. Podcasters, authors, and television producers make millions every year, examining all the grisly details and an estimated estimated 70% of true crime consumers are women. So, ladies, I'm guessing you've heard of Lizzie Borden, a young woman who was controversially acquitted in 1893 of murdering her father and stepmother with an axe at their Massachusetts home. What you've probably not heard of is Lizzie, the rock musical. In this rock opera-style production that's coming to the Tower Theater in Oklahoma City on August 18th and 19th, a cast of four women will sing and speculate their way through Lizzie's story. And uh, yeah, leave those kids at home because this show is for people 16 and up. For more information, visit TowerTheater.com.
2: I want to go to that.
4: I know, right? Uh, I, I think the w- first night has th- already sold th- out. Featuring so. the songs of Carole <coughs> King. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, that? Okay. Wow. So when are we going right. to start seeing, uh, at some point in our lifetimes, maybe we'll start seeing uh, the murder, the contemporary murders uh, set to music. Let's and write a jukebox slash true crime musical about Phil Spector. Maybe somebody will be like driving a Bronco around on stage you know, like. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh.
4: The Menendez boys. Whoa, it's just, wow. it's I don't know. Raina, the musical. There's something yeah, about wow. it that's really weird to me. Yeah, personally. that's but, weird. Huh. But it
1: sounds like it's popular. Though. Yeah, yeah that sure it'll be sounds cool. like a cool thing. Huh, that's cool.
0: <laughs> what do you got for us, Greg? <laughs> uh, well, even though I picked my own event I got a little confused so please bear with me as I had to rewrite this on the fly <clears throat> Can we forget about the books I read when I was young? <laughs> I really loved the Hardy Boys. I can't remember if I ever finished the fifth book. <laughs> Hunting for hidden gold. Please tell me when. The doors open up for Lit Fest. You can come in through the front door and read all the books. Yeah, Uh. sorry, I everybody. A, I forgot you were a backstreet. <laughs> (laughs) 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 Lit Fest at the Ronald J. Norick Downtown Public Library is many, many things. A day of presentations, panels, workshops. It is not, however, a celebration of the 1990s SoCal pop-punk band Lit, which is where I got a little messed up. Best known for their song, My Worst Enemy. Uh, Could we spend an entire day talking about the vast cultural impact of brothers Jeremy and AJ Popoff? Yeah, and we will one day, I promise. But in this case, Lit is short for Lit. Literature, and it's all about books and writing and such. In fact, I've heard three Oklahoma Today staff members will be scrubbed down and de-loused so that they can talk about Travel <laughs> yep, Magazine we're gonna writing be there. Yeah. on August 20. Yeah. Learn from writers and editors about publishing, plotting, illustrating, even creating your own memoir. Best of all, it is free. You just need to register online at metrolibrary.org slash event slash litfest dash kickoff dash event. I, that's long, but uh, you'll need to go there. Or you can call 405 231 8650 or email a librarian at metrolibrary.org for more information.
1: I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah. want to go to that.
0: Yeah. I've, uh, uh, I, I presented once uh, a few years back, and uh, I think our. Presentation this year will be much better. Well, oh, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I, I hope
1: it's not bad. I, I promise. Here's what I, pro-
0: I promise. It won't suck.
1: Yeah. I promise we will have done some advanced preparation ahead of time. That's what I can promise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Much I'll better. See us.
0: Much better than my singing on this podcast. So, well, <laughs> I
1: actually, um, I actually once stood up on a table in an IHOP mm. and sang to the entire room on a dare. And, uh, after I was done, uh, Someone, this was when I was in college. Someone I knew was there and came over and was like, "Do you see those guys at the table over there?" And I was like, "Yeah, what about them?" They were like, "That's lit."
2: Really? (laughs) Yeah, it
1: was actually lit. And I had just sung a Broadway tune standing on a table in an IHOP, and they had heard the whole thing, which is why I don't currently have a recording contract.
4: Oh, is that it?
1: That's why. Okay.
4: I don't think they currently have a recording contract. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Wrong! They put oh. out their eighth studio album this year. Oh wow! Well. This is something I learned about while researching wow. Litfest. Okay. By
4: the grace of
2: God, they go. wow. I don't know if God had anything. <laughs> like
0: I really don't <laughs> think God did. Oh well, Taylor Swift, if you're listening, and we know Not you listening. are, get yourself a blimp, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the sound of a 100 librarians telling us to shh means this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. Join us again next week, or if you just can't get enough, head to oklamatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at travelok.com and we will talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Abara, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production held by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahoma.today.com. Goodbye. Hello, blimps. It's planes. You blimps
4: win. are hot air balloons. Uh, they would be airships. So whimsical. It's yeah. much more whimsical
0: than airplane mm-hmm. travel. Well, then I definitely think... Any, is anything going. is way more whimsical when you can't guarantee that you're going to arrive in the place <laughs> you're going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like oh, will Taylor Swift get to her concert?
1: We'll see. I, I mean if she leaves 3 days in advance, she has, stands a very good chance of getting there. Yes. She would look great in goggles. She's just going to zip it <laughs> off. She's just going to zip 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 zip
4: it off. I mean you can get where you need to go in a blimp though.
3: Yeah, eventually. So, hot air they, okay, balloons, we are
4: we've encountered a we've, we've we're mining a rich
1: vein here.
3: <laughs> blimps are like powered by uh, blimps have propellers. Mm, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I just I need to point out for the listeners that Ben is doing the little like yeah. T Rex arms
4: when he says
3: propellers. <laughs> they have little little tiny uh, propellers on the sides. Oh. Okay. And hot air balloons uh, are just like wind. Yeah. Wind
4: yeah. Headed. So yeah. blimp is a is a better choice okay. of transport, I think. Except for the highly flammable. Hydrogen. Ow. Oh, you know, there are
3: yeah, risks. That's not, that's not a
0: problem. <laughs> you you know. win some, you lose some. <laughs> I,
1: I guess so. We're going to get to our destination. We will be on fire.
0: <laughs> Sounds like,
4: I mean, that's like flying spirit air.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ryanair.